Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel, it costs no more to travel with the best. This is 5AA Travel Talk. And it's an absolute pleasure to welcome the man himself, Phil Hoffman from Phil Hoffman Travel, live in this Jay, show. Jay, it's nice to be back. <laughs> you know, it seems strange when you're doing it from home or the office or oh, whatever, especially when we're linking up with other people. You go, are they listening? Are they talking? Are, you know, <laughs> Who's and, taking uh, this question? So it's so nice to uh, to be back in the in the studio. So oh, it's, it's so feel, good to have. I feel you. part of the furniture again. <laughs> <laughs> good, you always were, always yeah, will be. Yeah. Uh, now, before we kick off, I've so many exciting places to talk about but uh, the elephant in the room is Europe obviously yes. things are escalating in Ukraine with the Russian war uh, have you had a lot of people contact you what's the situation if people are booked a flight to Europe no well I mean if they wanted to cancel they could but you yeah. know but no we haven't had that we've, okay. we've had people just saying you know what about the airlines you know what what areas do they fly over and they certainly won't be flying over you know Russia or Ukraine uh, and they'll divert from if they were but they weren't none of them were flying that original route anyway okay. so and just at the shipping company because they do a lot of the Baltic and go up and, and do, you know, Norway and Sweden and that and then into Russia to St. Petersburg. Mm. They've cut out all the Russian ports, so they'll cut those out uh, and they, we probably won't see them come back in probably for, you know, could be a couple of years now, yeah. depending on what happens. But so, yeah, so look, we just advise and, and look, they're always a nervous traveller, you know, that will, will ask you all the questions and mm. that. Uh, would I fly to Europe tomorrow? Yes, I would. Okay. And, uh, and we're getting good bookings. We haven't seen a slowdown. It's been really interesting. February's been a good month for people rebooking now to go to go away, mm -hmm. and uh, and I thought when it happened on Thursday night with the invasion, it might affect uh, business on Friday and the weekend. But no, we just saw it continuing on, and I think people have had so much pent up, you know, in themselves wanting to get up and go. They just want to continue now. They don't want they don't want to stop travelling now, yeah, okay. and they want to go. So we're seeing so. But look, we're going to monitor it all the time. We always do. Um, and look, there's a few. Uh, uh, cruise ships that do Japan and a little bit touch of on on the Russian east uh, yeah east coast mm. uh, but that'll be that'll they'll cut those ports out so so we just will you know avoid those areas um, and people will continue to travel and and you know already we've seen a big demand for the second half of Europe uh, sorry the second half of this uh, summer coming up in uh, from about uh, June onwards with uh, people uh, both traveling coaching and also uh, uh, cruising and uh, the cruise market is, is growing again, you know, for, for elsewhere but Australia. Yeah. We're waiting. We met with the Minister of Tourism yesterday. He's telling us that hopefully he'll give us a good answer on, on April the 17th. I'm not sure why we have to wait to April the oh. 17th, but, you know, uh, we I just... I read some reports that it could be March. Where was that Well, I, I, that was my question back to him. Yeah. Uh, I said, why are we waiting to April 17th? Why couldn't we do it in March 17th, you know, and give us a result? Because it'll take a couple of months you know, to get back. Uh, it's not we as if you can just start the uh, engines. No, and we want to tick for the Kimberleys, which we think we're going to get now. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we're getting more excited because it's a very big market. 1.34 million Australians cruise uh, every year, Jay, before pre-COVID. And it's a big spend, you know, in that market. But also it's a big spend for people going to the local ports, such as, you know, Kangaroo Island, uh, going into Port Lincoln or, or other places, you know, yeah, whether it's course. Eden and up in the Queensland and New South Wales and that. So we're missing that market and, and we're missing those dollars and it's a probably a five billion dollar spend uh 
per year that we spend on on buying goods and everything else for cruising in the Australian circuit sort of thing. So important to get back. What's the hold-up? I don't get it. Jade, if I could give you that answer, I would, and, mm. and I'd be pleased to be able to do so. But but no, we're just, we're just them getting together, federal and state, to say agree on, on the health protocols. But all the rest of the world, there's 88 other countries in the world where we're cruising, we've got mm. cruise ships going to. So all the protocols have been ironed out. They've had six to seven months of cruising last year. Uh, more than 7 million people have cruised elsewhere in the world. And, and, and our biggest market, our biggest cruise market for Australia is New Zealand. So we're just waiting for the final tick to say, please open up mm. so we can get people. Because, uh, Jay, just before pre-COVID or just pre-COVID time, our number of ships home porting out of Adelaide was the highest I've ever seen it. And people love it because they can actually drive down to Outer Harbour, cruise out of Outer Harbour, uh, do a circuit and come back into Outer Harbour. No flying, no worrying about all the security at the airports and everything else. And and uh, so we're just waiting for that tick again. So, you know, fingers crossed. But, uh, uh, Jade, another thing I wanted to raise, uh, Bali is uh, looks like it's going to open up. But yes. some really tough conditions on Bali. So people just can't jump in and think, oh, I can go to Bali tomorrow. They've got to be triple vaccinated if they want a minimum amount triple. of quarantine. Triple uh, vaccinated. Right. They want a triple. If they want a, a minimum quarantine, which is three days. If they have only had the two doses, uh-huh. it's a five-day quarantine when you arrive in Bali. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to have a Bali... But apply for a Bali visa before you fly out. You've got to have insurance for a, a fair amount of cover in case anything happens to you with COVID. And you've got to have a PCR test or a rat test uh, within 24 hours of flying. So there's some, you know, I, I won't say severe conditions, but there are well, they're some. They're not making it easy. They're not making it easy and because that they. Visa is not cheap. No. Either. So 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 Bali is not just going to open up as freely as we thought it would be. Yeah. Look, it'll change over time, but people just need to know that there are conditions attached so they need to talk to us about it. Well, I did have a little uh, whisper on the ground from my uh, friends in Bali that likely mid-March yeah, that they're going to yeah, make changes yeah. to quarantine yeah. and the tourist visa, yeah. which I hope they do, yeah. because as it stands now... And tell me, is this right or wrong that you have to book through a travel agent as well? No, you don't have to, but I think I think all the things, the conditions attached, if you're going to get it's a visa and you, and you want to do all the things, we're just saying to people that who are, are nervous about... Uh, because there's a lot of misinformation out there, Jade. Yeah. And we had it the other day when we were bringing clients back from Switzerland and uh, they were told they need all these things when they got into Dubai for getting into Australia uh, and then in, they are flying into Melbourne. When they got to Melbourne and Australia, they never, did, never had to show any of that stuff they had to do in Dubai Airport. So we told them that. But, you know, so there is sort of still muddy waters around the place. Okay, That's yeah. our job to make sure that we clear those muddy waters for you. But, no, you know, you can, you can book yourself. But, as I said, what we are seeing is a lot of people booking through agencies now because they want all the, all the boxes ticked and all the, you know, mm-hmm. so they know they go with confidence. My, my niece, which I'm going to interview next week on radio, has just come back from Canary Islands. She flew over on her own to uh, oh, meet her. a, a boyfriend. Yeah. and uh, who she hadn't seen for two years and she flew and she said uncle it's so easy she said you know I got, on, I got on Adelaide out of with Qatar flew yeah. to Madrid a couple of hours in Madrid and then a, a 45 minute flight to the Canary Islands and just loved it she said over there 
no one's talking about COVID. Nice. So, and she's saying flying back. She said, you know, great, great trip uh, all the whole way. So I'm going to get her because we're just trying to make sure that people understand that people are traveling yeah. and they're not having hassles and they're yeah. getting, you know, Britain's dropped all the, you know, uh, vaccination mm, rates COVID and, rules, and uh, yeah. COVID rules and that. So you can get up and go. France is doing the same. Mm. Um, you know, I think we're trying to make it harder than it should be. Mm. But, you know, look, there's fours and against, you know, that sort of thing. But uh, we just want people to get up and feel comfortable about travelling and also the, all the protocols that are being put in place by everybody. So, you no, know. No, I look forward to having that conversation. Yeah. And, 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 Jay, the other one, uh, sorry to interrupt, was, was the fact that a lot of people are saying airfares are expensive. You know, the, mm-hmm. the airlines are gouging. Gee, they're not. I got my airfare girl, my specialist girl today, and I said, yeah. give me a range of airfares. Adelaide, London return with Singapore Airlines, 1467. Wow. Adelaide, Singapore return. Adelaide, Singapore yeah. return, 532. What? Yep, 532. Adelaide, That's Hobart. cheaper than flying to Queensland. Adelaide, Hobart is 310. So another $200, etc. And you're in Singapore in return. Wow. Adelaide, Los Angeles with Singapore Airlines, 1340. Adelaide, Honolulu return with, uh, with Qantas, 1195. Business class to Los Angeles with Singapore Airlines six three eight zero, and they were they were similar fares that we had pre COVID. So I'm very pleased to be able to say that because you know people saying, oh, I feel you know we hear the airlines are doing this and we're doing that. And we're saying no, no, they're and, not. And and just think about it. At the moment, we still have only three flights a week with Singapore, and we only have three flights a week with Qatar. Mm. So when we go to seven flights a week with both airlines and and maybe other airlines coming back in, you know, I think the fares could even get better. So so you know it, it's it's not an expensive time to get up and go at the moment. So that's, uh, I want to sort our listeners to know that because uh, people sort of say certain things and people, they read it in the paper and that. And I say, well, you know, we're getting this on the computer every day. We're checking the airfares, monitoring the airfares. Um, businesses are, are traveling again, Jade. We're seeing a lot of companies that are moving, yeah. moving stuff. Interesting trend we are seeing, and I'm not sure whether it's, Pent up demand, got extra money in their pocket, but we're seeing a lot of people booking business class going to Europe or America or whatever. Lucky uh, them. Yeah, and and we're not sure whether it's because they're doing it because they feel safer in a in a business class seat with a bigger seat and you know and only True. two people on yeah, side or whatever, or it's just they want that comfort and mm. and uh, they haven't travelled for two to three years and so they're going to enjoy themselves when they go. Well, nothing's making sense, is it? No. You know, <laughs> cars are more expensive, <laughs> houses have gone through the roof, so everyone seems. To to have a lot more money, so yeah. good luck to them if yeah. they can afford yeah. that. And, we're, and, and we're, see, we're seeing uh, people going for longer times, you know, that they are now booking where they're doing, you know, back-to-back uh, cruise uh, packages. Mm-hmm. They're going longer and, there's, as I said, a lot of them are travelling business class. So we've s- certainly seen a move to forward part of the of the airline when they're flying. So, uh, so yeah, but, uh, but no, we're excited about the future, yeah. Let's go to Stephen in Norwood. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Oh, good afternoon. I got a question for Phil uh, in relation to um, the rules and regulations for taking loved ones' ashes overseas. Is it different for each country, or could you explain to the public how that works? Yeah, look, uh, Stephen. What I think you need to do is, you, if you're taking, say, back to uh, the UK or whatever, you need to know what the UK authorities uh, are demanding. For Australia, sort of got to get a certificate that ashes. They've got to be sealed in a steel container when you're bringing them back. Uh, and I have had experience with that. But uh, you just, if you let us know what to what country you are flying to or whatever and where you're putting the ashes back, uh, we can find that information out for you straight away, Stephen. 
Oh, worry. So you're saying like, individual countries are different? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, you just got to need to check and, and get a sort of a, a certification from the country that you're taking them and also what the requirements are taking into another country. And uh, as I said, I've had personal experience with uh, relations on this bringing back ashes uh, for, for a person. No worries. Thanks for that. Okay, pleasure. Thank you, it's Stephen, very inter- much. Interesting question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but look at it, really something, important. yeah, yeah, uh, because the cost of, of bringing someone back for mm. a, a burial or cremation and that is very expensive and you'd want to make sure you've got a really good insurance policy because the cost is huge, mm. but as ashes it's a lot more easier and, and et cetera, um, and, uh, and it can be done. Well, my mum lives a half Bali, half Adelaide, and she said, well, wherever it happens, just do half over there and half here. I thought, oh, thanks. I don't really want to be having this chat. But thank you, Stephen, because, uh, yeah. Now, yeah, well, now uh, when, 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 when I lost my mum, I always wanted to, because she was a great traveller, Jade. Yes. Uh, she loved cruising and everything else, and, and I wanted to put her, her ashes over the one of the oceans when we when I was travelling again. But uh, I got outvoted by the rest of the family But uh, because I think she was a... a free-spirited person she loved traveling and uh, you know that would have been probably her wish but we would not had documented so i lost mm. to my brothers and sisters on that one <laughs> oh, i've got another question here oh, hi jade i want to take my family of four to the snow for a holiday can you ask phil which destination he would recommend we have two boys aged eight and three well i would have loved to have said new zealand yeah, but it's too. yeah it's not going to be open in time i don't think what so it is a shame uh jade i went there last year in the July holidays in one week, had four days there and then come back and a week later it was closed and it's been closed ever since for us and I don't think we'd get it. So I think at the moment you'd be looking at an Australian destination. Mm. Uh, Japan has always been a very popular one at Christmas and January, February and very inexpensive in terms of what the costs are. Mm. Nothing beats cruising, uh, uh, sorry, uh, skiing in places like Europe and, and uh, America but, uh, you know, again, it's it's a long way at this stage and, and in terms of this year, it'd have to be later in the year for skiing over there but I've skied in in Europe more than I have in other places and it was always a great experience to go over there and and ski in uh, in Europe because yeah it is amazing and a wonderful way to do it you know well, I've got boys and we introduced them skiing, maybe a little bit older than that, but uh, yes, I would definitely say New Zealand because it's just the ease of getting yeah, a family absolutely. in and out yeah. and the cost, it is actually yeah. cheaper. And Jade, another one that is great for for uh, the Christmas, you know, December, January, February time or December, January is to take to go to Canada and, mm. and go to Whistler and places oh, like Sun beautiful. Peaks and that um, because uh, that is also great, you know, with the, the ski runs and I think a little bit more uh, in expensive compared to you know going to Aspen and some of the other places my my CEO is probably better at answering that question because he's got three boys and they've often skied overseas and oh, all the whole family yeah. and loved it you know and, and good skiers so again I think I say to people you know um, I, I, I skied in my earlier life and and you know when I was younger and no fear yeah. and then I took my daughter <laughs> to Canada and we went skiing and I did the one run coming home and got back and took the skis off and she immediately uh, looked at me and said, Dad, what are you doing? I said, I proved you I could do it. But I said, I don't need to prove anything else. I'm going into the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Into the spa with a glass of whiskey. Fear had set in. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you. I love that. Um, Just finally, I would maybe recommend driving to Buller. It's the shortest drive and also um, really good kid-friendly slope. So hopefully that helped you. We're going to take a really short break because we've got a couple of special guests coming up. (laughs) 
Sunkissed beaches, legendary cities, ancient ruins. Return to travel with the destination experts, Phil Hoffman Travel and Holland America Line. Sailing five oceans and experiencing seven continents for almost 150 years, Holland America Line is the perfect cruise line for explorers, foodies and music lovers. Explore Europe on amazing cruises. Hurry, limited time offer, only $99 deposit per person. Phil Hoffman Travel, proudly South Australian and here for you. Visit pht.com.au. Jade Robran on 1395, Adelaide's 5AA. Yes, good afternoon. It is 21 minutes past 2 o'clock and we are talking travel with Phil Hoffman from Phil Hoffman Travel. Margaret joins us from Semaphore. Hello, Margaret. Hi, Margaret. Hello. Hello, Hello Margaret. Margaret. Hello. Yes, I was wondering if you could please help me. Um, I've got a daughter that wants to, in roundabout May, go and travel to Georgia, which is over near Tbilisi. Um, she's been there before and she wants to go over there to travel. Is that safe? Yep, yep, not a problem. Not a problem. Not yep. a problem at all? Yeah, no, no, Margaret, she'll be right. And, I've been uh, saying no. But yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that, you know, she'll be all okay. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll be monitoring it very closely anyway. So, uh, uh, yeah, just tell her if she wants to talk to someone, uh, go into one of our offices at Semaphore and uh, we'd certainly look after her, Margaret, okay? And she'll have someone backing her up the whole time if she had to change, all right? And that was the that's the one over near Russia though, Tbilisi and yep, over that. Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. okay, then. Thank you so much. Thank you, Margaret. Thanks, Margaret, Thank very so much. much. There'd be a lot of worried parents, I think, if you if you you know children are, are booking. But simple questions: do your homework. Absolutely, you know, and have someone backing you up that you know that if you needed a change, you can change quickly, and you can you know talk to someone virtually mm. over you know within twenty four hours saying I need to change my flight, I need to get out of here, or do this or do that. So that's where that's where I think we provide a great service to everybody because we're really around the clock, you know, twenty four seven being able to give that back up to clients. Oh, candy. Let's talk to Gabby Pierce Raisin now. She's the business development executive from Journey Beyond. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jade. Hi, Phil. Hi, Gabby. How are you? Well, thank you. Good. Gabby's got a great job. She looks after the three iconic rail journeys of the of uh, Australia. So the GAN. The GAN, the Indian Pacific, and um, Great Southern Rail. Great Southern. And, oh, and, and she's been doing a, too good a job because, uh, you know, she sold all of 22, Gabby, very quickly. <laughs> and we now we're, Yeah, and now we're looking at 2023. That's crazy. We are. Yes, very exciting. So what is happening in rail in 2022? It sounds extremely popular. Oh, it has been. So the Great Southern's just finished her third summer season. We had the Gander Parts uh, Adelaide last Sunday, travelling up to the north. And then, excitingly, we're able to welcome back Indian Pacific next week. So she'll be travelling Adelaide to Perth. Uh, before making her transcontinental journey again. So and and Gabby, we had a big run on on the weekend on when we, I talked about the two-for-one offer on the Indian Pacific going from Adelaide to yes. Perth and people were able to take a friend free, uh, one full fare and then uh, the second one for free for zero. So it worked out a, a two-for-one offer. Um, uh, Gabby, um, everyone has been raving about the Great Southern Rail doing the journey from Adelaide up to Brisbane and then vice versa coming back home. Uh, they're just raving, one about the service on the train, but also the great uh, stopovers. Oh, absolutely. So heading up Adelaide to Brisbane, uh, we have off-train experiences Grampian, Canberra and Surround and Coffs Harbour. And then the journey back's a little bit longer as well. So we have a beautiful evening experience in Coffs Harbour, so dinner by the beach. 
uh, and we travelled through New South Wales and then Melbourne and regional, regional Victoria. So two incredible journeys are very different depending on which way you travel. And Gabby, how long how long's the trip? Yeah, absolutely. So heading up Adelaide to Brisbane, it is three days and two nights. Mm-hmm. And then the journey Brisbane to Adelaide is four days and three nights. So you'll have an extra night on board. And, and Jade, a lot of people are staying on board to do the, you know, back to back so that they can enjoy, you know, up and back because of different stopovers and destinations and they're enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I, I can't tell you how many have just come back from the, from the Great Southern. And and uh, Gabby, because of popularity, you've increased another, another uh, month in it for next year for 2023. So we'll have, what, December, January, February next year. That's right. So it'll be the fourth great southern season. Um, and as you said, traditionally it's just been the two months and because of popularity we'll have a whole another month for people to be able to book into. Fantastic. Uh, Gabby, you know, you're going to be down with us on uh, on Thursday uh, at, at the uh, terminal at... Um the Parklands, where we're going to be talking with two seminars. We've got one Jade at one o'clock, which is sold out. So we've got another one that uh, Gabby's put on for us at 3.30, talking about all these iconic journeys. Um, and so we're looking for, if people want to book on that one, they, they're welcome to give a, a phone call to us and we'll give them a place there. Great. I'll be down at the terminal for the, the two sessions. So that's yeah. the Adelaide Parklands Rail Terminal? Yes, yep, yep, yep. Talking all about 2023 and the opportunities that are there. But we also, and we're going to run out of time, so I may have to... Uh, come back to this gentleman at another separate time but Brian McLaughlin's on the phone as well and Brian is the General Manager Operations for Outback Spirit Tours Brian welcome and sorry we were going to run out of time but just tell us a little bit about what you cover and what Outback Spirit is all about uh, Yeah good afternoon Phil Yeah, um, Outback Spirit we, we operate full drive um, small group tours all over the country um, the Kimberley, Cape York um, we're the only dedicated um, operator that's allowed to run through Arnhem Land. Um, we've got three camps that we've uh, that we've built and operate there. Um, so we do a 13-day tour that starts in Nillamboy, uh, runs right through um, through Mwangi, Remanginning, um, Maningrida, uh, Mount Borodale, up to our own camp at Seven Spirit Bay on uh, the Coburg Peninsula and then into Darwin. Um, we finish off with the Darwin Harbour Cruise on the last night, um, and then, yeah, and then people head off home. Um, and, Brian, you also do what, the Kimberleys, the Red Centre, Cape York, the whole lot? Yep. We're working in conjunction with uh, with uh, Great Southern Rail right. to do their Red, Red Centre program off the train this year. So um, we're excited about that. So people, Jade, are able to break that uh, GAN journey Mm. and have a a, a whole program in the Red Centre and see so much more of the Red Centre and then get back on the GAN to come back or going up. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, Brian, we're going to run out of time, so I'm going to give you a separate section uh, when you're you're available because I want to talk more about Outback Spirit because I just love your programs. uh, can I can I ask you, Brian? Is the twenty twenty three brochure out yet, or is it is about to come? No, it's out. Um, came out uh, about ten days ago. We started uh, a mail out. Right. So all of the people that are on our mailing list and yep. uh, through the Journey Beyond mailing list, yes, um, will be receiving the twenty twenty three brochure. Okay, so, I'll make sure uh, I do my homework when I go back to the office, uh, Brian, and uh, I'll chase it so that I can look because I I see all your ads in the paper and we've been selling you know a lot of the Outback Spirit tours as well. Um, but I, I just as I say I love your programs and what you've done. So Brian, my apologies for not giving you more time and Gabby the same. But um, we've just got so much to talk about with uh, you know. <laughs> 
trains and, and the journeys to uh, Australia, within Australia. So, Brian, I'll come back to you another time to uh, talk more about where your tours are going and more about what happens on a tour. No worries, Phil. Thank uh, you, okay. We've also just started our Lake Air program as well, so... I, oh, I, yeah, I saw that, and uh, uh, I can remember years ago when when the uh, Lake Air flooded, how popular it was. So, uh, Brian, I'll get you on to talk more about that, and I'll come back to you. All right? Thank you, Brian. And, Phil, thank you so much. It was lovely to have you in the studio. It's good to be in the studio, but it goes so quickly. It seems to go <laughs> fast when I come in. <laughs> Everything goes fast when you're having fun. Yeah. Sun-kissed beaches, legendary cities, ancient ruins. Return to travel with the destination experts, Phil Hoffman Travel and Holland America Line. Sailing five oceans and experiencing seven continents for almost 150 years, Holland America Line is the perfect cruise line for explorers, foodies and music lovers. Explore Europe on a Amazing cruises. Hurry, limited time offer, only $99 deposit per person. Phil Hop and Travel, proudly South Australian and here for you. Visit pht.com.au.